You commission a sculpture of yourself. The sculptor gives you a tiny penis. <laughs> Do you ask for your money back or say nothing but constantly stand by the sculpture and explain to people that it is not, it was an artistic choice and doesn't reflect reality? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, so, today we're talking about art. 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 As we say in Boston. <laughs> art. Hmm. And we already recorded the debate, which is a lot of fun. I'm sad I missed it. Chloe Cunha is our guest here this week, I? Yeah. along with Sarah Morgan. Hello. And uh, oh, and we're also getting some artwork from Chloe That's for right. the yes. show this week. Oh, yeah. awesome! That's yeah. very. I spoiler alert: you're both in it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're both in it. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be very fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> I can't you'll, wait to you'll see, see it. it soon. <laughs> yep. Um. So. This is fun because you guys are both artists. Yay. Sarah looks like she's mad about that. No, I, would, I would not consider myself an artist. But. Okay. Well, you have that painting on the wall right behind you. I think it's great. to do that one painting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're both inclined to art. Yes. To, uh, you both enjoy it, right? Yes, that's, yeah. that's for sure, yeah. So, uh, Chloe, mm. how did when did you start... Drawing, drawing. Dra- I, Sarah makes fun of me because I have trouble saying the word drawing. Drawing, like extra R. When usually he drops his R's, but in the word drawing, drawing. he throws an extra. We've been talking about that a lot this week because I keep saying it because of the show. But well, I so I've actually been drawing. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I've been no, I say drawing. I'm sorry. It was an act of solidarity. But, I appreciate yeah, <laughs> but I've been drawing for a really, really long time. Actually, um, well, I guess, I guess this is maybe a bit of a banal way of putting it, because like a lot of people draw as kids. But I've always been pretty good at drawing. So when I was a really little kid, um, I I always drew a lot. And I actually remember this one time. I have this memory of like being in first grade. And I, I had drawn uh, something for a friend, and she was so excited. And she was like, I'm going to take you home and make you draw for me all the time. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, That's weird. Yeah, it's, it, she was excited. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I always was really uh, good at drawing, and I always enjoyed it a lot. And um, there was a moment, actually, in high school where I kind of briefly considered even going to art school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't wind up doing that. Um uh, but I did minor in art history in college. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I still wanted it to be involved in some way in my education. But for now, it's just like a, a thing, just a random fact about me that I can I, I draw pretty well. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I was, I was, uh, surprised not just because I didn't know that you draw at mm-hmm. all. And then you, you had posted one of, um, Oh, what was it? It was a while ago. Maybe it was for like Inktober. Or yeah, something that's like that. right. Yeah. I, um, and I was like, wait, 
Chloe can draw also? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know this. Yeah, it's a little hidden fact about me. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about artists, like, historically. <sighs> right? Yeah. When I posted a thing this week on, um, on Facebook, like, uh, what's your favorite piece of artwork or whatever yeah, that was and a cool cool thread a, yeah it got like a little out of hand a lot. <laughs> there's like a lot of responses <laughs> um and i i'm not a i don't know much about art um so i posted like one that i just really liked that i saw when i was on my the only time i went to europe i went to one of the museums there and they had this thing by francesca goya yeah right um and it's Saturn devouring his son. It's a a classic. I guess so. I was not even, I mean, I knew it was famous because it was in the museum, but like I didn't know how many people were like, oh yeah, I love that one. Goya's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, it's great. And I, but we were, had been walking around the museum and there's all these very bright colored like paintings of like very pleasant days and stuff like that. Um, and then they got to this one and they're like, oh yeah. And this is a little darker. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like cool. 17 at the time. So I was like, nice. <laughs> Metal. Metal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's really cool. And I think I saw someone post the story about how they discovered it too, yeah. which is cool. Uh, it was something like it was in his back room, right? Something like that. Yeah. And I think the, it was painted on, on the walls yeah. in his cottage. He had like a series of them that yeah. were all just kind of dark and twisted, and it was very obviously for him and not really anybody else, right? <laughs> Which is pretty cool. These weren't commissioned works. No, this was just him at the end being like, oh, "Life is pain," <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what he was thinking, but yeah. pretty great works. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, another really um, cool one, it, not entirely the same, but Goya makes me think of El Greco, okay. just because mm-hmm. he had such a he had such a kind of a weird, unique style for the time as well. Like, I remember the first time I saw one of El Greco's paintings, I was like, "Wait, when was this written?" I'm written. Wow, <laughs> when was this painted? Because it just felt really modern. It had like these really like. It's hard to describe, but he his figures are very kind of long and gaunt and just broody stuff as well. So I would check him out if you don't know nice. him. I will check it out. Yeah. Was that the um, – did you respond with that in the – No, that thread? was oh, – um, okay. I yeah, I also responded with something kind of uh, like – dark and creepy and weird which is that i had a similar so that the one that i posted was um bacon francis bacon and that one is called untitled 1948 i believe he's got a couple that are just different years and i my memory is terrible but (laughs) and whenever i see it i'm like oh my god and that uh the first time i saw it it might not even be on display anymore but the first time i saw it was at the moma and I had a similar reaction where I was like, you know, there's a lot of really cool stuff at the MoMA and there's a lot of different eras or whatever. But I saw this and it was just so dark and weird and surreal. And I was like, whoa, this guy's <laughs> fucked up and I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's really cool. So um, we went, Sarah and I went to MoMA uh, over the summer. Oh, yeah. Um, and... We saw Starry Night, which was great. Um, I've seen so many prints of it and stuff where I was just like, yeah, cool. Like, uh, who cares? And then, but seeing it in person, I was like, 
wow, it's this so is different. totally different. Yeah. 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 I thought the Matisse was one of the. I was excited to see that with the dancers and the oh, circle. Yeah. Um, it's so much bigger than I ever thought it was. That's huge. Yeah, it was yeah. enormous. Yeah. And just like, I like all that primary color and black and white. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, that's something that I think people don't always realize. On the one hand, it's really cool that you can just type into a search engine mm-hmm. and find an amazing painting. On the other hand, it's really not the same as seeing it in person. Yeah. And then they had, um, the, so Sarah took a picture of this, but there was like a, there's like a newspaper clipping just like framed on the wall that was just like cat sitter. And it, and then afterwards, it like, what was the description of it? It was like typeface, like whatever. It was huh. like, this is one of our exhibits is just a newspaper yeah, clipping. Said it was capturing communication methods of a bygone era. And I was like, oh, <laughs> sure. This is okay. like from the 90s. I don't know yeah. if it counts yet. Well, but also we yeah. got very tired. We'd spend so much time there, but that by the end we were like, this is not art. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it wasn't like there was a line to look at it like for Starry Night, which was like, there was like a crowd mm-hmm. that you'd yeah. like wait to get to the front. It's a rock star for sure. Yeah, it's a rock <laughs> yeah. star painting. Yeah. That's cool though. But you know what? One of my favorite things about going to a museum, and uh, I wholeheartedly encourage people to do this, is to just like take your time and check it out and like, Look at the paintings that don't necessarily get that much traffic because sometimes you see something that you just really like and you don't need to have a good reason. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know. I can't talk about art. I don't know. I don't know about, you know, um, structure or composition or whatever. It's like you don't need to know. Sometimes you just see something and you like it and that's fine. You don't need to explain you don't need a reason to like it. It's it's okay that it's not famous yeah. or popular. It's still it's in a museum for a reason, you know. Like, so I think uh, my experience painting is that I did one at a paint night. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it. that's it, and uh, I had no idea what I was doing. And the woman kept coming around and being like, "No, let me fix that for you." Oh. <laughs> and then I uh, and they had like. Um, beer and wine you know in the red solo cup and then you could dip your paintbrush in the other solo cup and i mixed them up and i drank the water with the paint in it they should really give you two different color cups yeah that's (laughs) just setting you up for failure yeah you think right so at least it's not lead paint anymore (laughs) it's true it could be bad you could have cut off your ear so i was wondering i didn't know what was in the paint like i didn't ask them i think they use like non-toxic acrylics at paint night i think you're saying i'm still alive you're probably okay but i I, like didn't want to say anything so i just like you don't you know want to fess I mean? up to drinking like, the paint water <laughs> i don't want to tell them that so yeah. i just like i just drank it and then i like realized it and then i just spit it back into the cup very slowly <laughs> and then i went into the into the bathroom and just kind of like washed my mouth out and that's was like right. oh, i hope that's not poison yeah i wouldn't recommend eating a lot of paint yeah. but <laughs> a little taste now and then i think you're okay of course this is how this podcast goes is i invite <laughs> you guys to talk about art and it ends with chloe being like sean don't eat paint don't eat paint <laughs> although you know what i will say about paint night um that's another thing people sometimes like shit on that because it's like oh you're not doing real art you're just doing a paint by numbers or whatever mm. and it's like yeah it's not engaging your creativity in the same way as picking up a paintbrush or a pen or whatever and just doing something because you feel like it off the top of your head. 
at the same time, like, you know, and again, maybe this is like too accepting of me, but hey, that's how a lot of people first start mm-hmm. learning is they mm-hmm. copy another painting, right? I mean, that's why, especially with older paintings, you have all these um, labels that are like, we're not sure who painted this, but it came from the studio of mm-hmm. this Renaissance artist. Mm-hmm. Meaning, right, that they had a team of artists that would basically like pump stuff out, right? Because that's what sometimes that's what you you did. Um, and don't get me wrong; I mean, I also know that most people doing paint night aren't going to become great artists. But um, well, actually, this is kind of a funny thing. Not totally the same and a bit of a tangent but um maybe you can cut this if it's too long but well, i like that you started with that it's a tangent so that i can just put it anywhere <laughs> yeah, oh, in this good. Anyways. oh that's great oh yes yeah, so here's a very a perfect little clip that you can put where you want no um but my grandpa actually um went to rehab for alcoholism because um, I'm Irish, and um, <laughs> I thought you is that were offensive? French. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the on the American side, okay. um, but no, it's uh, well the real the real reason is because war war is hell, and um, no, he definitely uh, drank too much because of World War II, um, and you know, or I, I don't know, I'm not going to psychoanalyze my dead grandpa. I don't know why he drank so much, <laughs> um, but you know, he definitely he had a problem, and um, uh, he went to rehab for it. And when he was there, one of the things that they did is they um, had, you know, like a paint session, paint classes, and he did a similar thing, obviously not entirely the same as paint night, Yeah. because you're encouraged not to drink. Um, right, they're not giving you beer. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to give you beer. Just have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, would, he would paint some things, and he learned by doing that that he actually really liked it, and he wound up painting his own stuff afterwards so now like there are a couple paintings in my house that are just things that my grandpa painted oh, nice. oh, that's cool. yeah it's something that he learned that he really liked and he would have never known if he hadn't you know if they hadn't had that class at his rehab he just would have never done it so this is like a thread that we should start actually maybe in the group is like post artwork that somebody in your family has done. Oh, that'd be oh, neat. Right yeah. that could be fun right oh yeah like, i have a friend whose uh, grandfather painted, but all that he would paint was, like, sad clowns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. But they, they hang them all over their house, though, so their whole house is filled with, like, sad oh, clown paintings. That's delightfully creepy. Yeah. See, my <laughs> grandpa painted a sad clown, too. What? I think it was a maybe thing. Maybe you related to my buddy. I yeah, think that, that was a period It was a period thing. Yeah. my grandmother had some sad clowns. Everybody painted sad clowns? She didn't uh. paint it, but it was, like, in her house. Listen. Yeah, it was popular for a time yeah if you're listening to this podcast and one of your family members has painted a sad clown please pictures. post it in the pick aside stupid facebook group i'm gonna go home and take a picture i'm yeah. assuming it's where i still think it is we might have moved it because sad clown pictures are creepy but um, yeah it's well you know and then a Somebody became a serial killer and had a lot of clown pictures, and now it's less of and a thing. And now people don't want to do it as yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> they need happy clowns. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think we've covered it all. Yeah. I think so, we got, yeah. Thanks for being our guest this week, Chloe. Yeah, of Chloe. course. This My podcast pleasure. is art. It's your craft. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I wish you hadn't said that. <laughs> generations from now when they uncover the vaults wait till they find the podcast that i didn't put out like that i just put 
that I'm just doing for me. Oh boy, yeah, the one in your back room. We yeah. have them buried yeah. in a it's wall. It's very yeah. disturbing. They're very dark. Yeah. yeah, it's just Sean yelling "fuck" for two hours straight. <laughs> it's my therapy. <laughs> All right, next up is the debate. But since this is the art episode, I do want to give a quick shout out to some of the artists that have been involved in Pick a Side Stupid. Jay Baggett did a lot of our early stuff. Then Mike Grimaldi did a few. You can find him at Grim Drops on Instagram. Anthony Massa did a few. You can check him out at Anthony Massa Comic on Instagram. Matt Bedell has done the bulk of the artwork the past few months. You can find him at Bedell was already taken on Instagram. Sarah Morgan's done a few of them for us. Uh, and now Chloe Cunha, who you can find at Two Odd Ducks on Instagram. All right, next up is the debate. These are recorded live at Maggie's Lounge every Friday night at 7 p.m. It's always a fun time. We've got a great crowd that comes in for it. You want to be right in the middle of that, be part of it. Get loud, cheer for your favorite debater, get a pizza the pizza's great you want pizza there i'm telling you the beer selection cannot be beaten they do a great job at maggie's lounge and we just bring in our show and just make a night of it so come down and join us sometime 7 p.m maggie's lounge in quincy friday nights let's do it hello everybody welcome to pick a side stupid This week, we are talking about art, and we do have a board. It was made by Meg Connolly this week. So, uh, categories will be literature, performance, visual, museum, and mixed media, which is basically wild card mixed media. Literature, we only have four, three questions for because nobody uh, wanted to write about reading. <laughs> so that's what we have, three questions for it. Um, so you all know once you pick a category, we have to go through the other ones before we can return to that category. Um, all right, next up, everybody, please welcome Carrie Ross. Hi, Carrie. Liz, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Carrie, uh, you can pick from uh, mixed media or visual. Uh, mixed media. Okay. So your question is from Zach Jones. Zach Jones! He asks, is it more awkward to be a nude model in a community college art class or the person who has to draw the new mo nude model in a community college art class? Um, well, the person who has to draw the nude model, they have to be sure they get the right amount of varicose veins and, or all the ganglion cysts on a, wait, that's only on your foot, where, wait, but, you know, the right amount, the, the right amount of, uh, you know, the right amount of bunions, right amount of blush, the right amount of, uh, right amount of googly goodness. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that, that's, that's it. Thanks. <laughs> OK, 
say fair, but um, as someone whose father was deeply disturbed by the presence of stretch marks on her back as a teenager, um, yeah, we're getting real. Uh, I would have to say being a nude model, holy shit, is that every fucking worst nightmare from my life. <laughs> like, what are my nightmares? Being a nude model in a community college art class, you know, people are who are gonna draw my cellulite poorly, so, <laughs> you know. Gary, you have 30 seconds free bottle. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> All right. Fair, fair enough, but the right shading that goes into a clean ass, not well, a clean ass callus, you know. <laughs> the, the kind, you know, just the shading and the, you know, and then I would get, you know, I would sneeze from the from the shading and all the graphite dust gets on my lap and it's not good enough to, you know, it's, you know, it'd be like, you know, I really want to go. Time. Yeah. Yeah, I just have to go back. Like, I know what my strengths are. My entire wardrobe has been compiled to hide what I hate about my body, so. Being, uh, I'm sorry guys, I'm fine, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I bought a jumpsuit the other day. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> We're gonna see some midriff. All right, that's it. All right. Well, you're both killer. Um, so I gotta pick one though. Um, so I think I have to hand the win here to Liz Estee. <laughs> Next up, everybody, please welcome James Fonjimi. Uh oh. James isn't here. Okay. Next up, everybody, please. Yeah, Liz wins again. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Liz McDonald. Okay, uh, Liz, the question will be the same either way. It's going to be visual, um, but do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, so Liz McDonald, your question is from Ken Green. Very basic short question here. It just asks, fig leaf or no fig leaf? <laughs> no fig leaf, obviously. Like, <laughs> as Liz was saying in the last round, we're all just so fucking ashamed like, I don't want people thinking that they're supposed to take their pants off and find a fig leaf. That's like yet another unrealistic bodily expectation. <laughs> there's too much time, there's like too much to worry about on this bitch of an earth to have to worry about like expectations for a completely other like 
section of life in your pants, you know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but don't you kind of want a part of your body that responds to photosynthesis? Uh, <laughs> like, I feel like that would be really cool. Um, like, currently, our bodily functions are not as exciting as photosynthesis, in my opinion. <laughs> And, as I mentioned before, shame is the name of the game. So, fig leaf for life! <laughs> yeah, but, like, why would you want to have to, like, literally expose the entire one half of your body just to get, like, one tiny bit of photosynthesis? Also, I went to college for biology, and I know that the enzyme that does photosynthesis is extremely inefficient. It would not give you anything. Like, the amount of glucose molecules that a photosynthesis re as a reaction converts to ATP is just not good enough! inefficient parts of your body. Have you met my metabolism? I just, <laughs> it's been slow since childhood. Um, so why not add photosynthesis into that? That's one more inefficient part of my body, you know? I'm used to it. Wow, two great rebuttals there. Um, I gotta hand the win to Liz Esty. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Alex Maslow. Okay, Liz, do you wanna go first or second? Okay. Alex, you can pick from any category. Visual. Okay. All right, so your question is from Nick Martucci. He asks, you commission a sculpture of yourself. The sculptor gives you a tiny penis. <laughs> Do you ask for your money back or say nothing but constantly stand by the sculpture and explain to people that it is not, <laughs> it was an artistic choice and doesn't reflect reality? <laughs> Listen, guys, I am poor as shit. I am getting my money back. <laughs> Probably because I, I shouldn't have spent it on a sculpture in the first place. I mean, first of all, check this out. It's very round. It's not really how, like, stone works. So I'm not sure what I was thinking in the first place. But then if he's going to go and give me a tiny penis, that's just not okay, man. Like, people are going to look at that. That's going to be outside on my dais, whatever that is. And people are going to look at it, and they're going to be like, yo, this guy spent some money on it. I don't want to spend money on it. I would like that money back. I could just as easily use it for a Pornhub sub subscription. Oh, left turn. Yeah, I, don't worry. I don't like that either. I mean, I like talking. That's why I do comedy. Um, so I'm definitely going to stand next to it and explain to people that making assumptions about genitalia based on the rest of their body is regressive, okay? So you don't know. Um, also, no shame in a small penis. 
you know? All penises. Yeah. <laughs> Things took a turn. I don't, I don't recall being ashamed. I recall being upset at the lack of accuracy. I didn't pay someone to go and like basically take a typewriter to this body and type out the great Gatsby of this body and instead give me like Sesame Street lyrics. I don't know, this is not what I paid for. You paid for a lot more than that and you really need to get your money's worth and if you're not gonna get your money's worth, then you as an artist, Time. honestly, I mean, sculpture is not a photorealistic medium. It's somebody's interpretation of the human form. Um, and I gotta respect that, no matter what size the penis, no matter the presence of a penis, you know? Just whatever genitalia you're bringing to the game, I respect it. All right, I gotta hand the win here to Liz Esty. And that is the gauntlet round, so Liz Esty is through. Welcome to Liz Esty Night at Maggie's Lounge, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, we are going to start the bracket now. So, first up in the bracket, everybody please welcome Zach Jones and Emma Schmidt. All right, Zach, uh, do you want to go first or second? Second. Second. Emma, you can pick any category you want. Oh, um, visual, please. Your question is from Nick Martucci. He asks, are those vaginas or flowers? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, it's a flower. I'm pure of heart. <laughs> Guys, can you think of anything lovelier than a flower? No, you can't. No. <laughs> listen, listen. Like, okay, vaginas, like, you have to, like, eat fruit to make them smell good, you know, like. <laughs> no, no, okay. Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> flowers will always smell good no matter what, you know? It's like unconditional, unconditional beauty. <laughs> I have an ugly vagina, is what I'm saying. I can tell you that those are vaginas, not flowers. Because I know what to do with flowers. You just, <laughs> you just water them, and you're good. But I can stare at a Georgia O'Keeffe painting for a long time and not know what to do. <laughs> It's like, what, what part am I supposed to focus on? Uh, where, do, where do I look? What was the intention here? I don't know. I'm a dumbass. And I am dumb about art, dumb about sex, pretty good with flowers. Okay, flowers are a lot harder to take care of than you'd think. Okay? Like, you need fertilizer, you know? You gotta, you gotta like, really, like... Like nurture it, you know. You know, like 
like sing to it, you know. <laughs> you have to cherish the flower. <laughs> Time. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of work into horticulture and taking care of flowers, but I've never been like taking care of a flower and then said the wrong thing at the wrong time, and then suddenly the flower wants nothing to do with my fertilizer or water. It's different. All right, I gotta hand the win here to Zach Jones. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Tyler Derniak and Katie Baker. Tyler, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay, so uh, Katie, you can pick for anything except for visual. All right, I'll pick museum. Okay. Your question is from Angela Sawyer. Hmm. So this is a yes or no question. It just says, could my four-year-old daughter do that? Um, really, uh, no, your four-year-old daughter can't because what she doesn't have is money. And uh, that's what you need to get the space to put the things and to trick people into thinking that it's important for them to see it. And... Uh, your daughter just doesn't have that kind of influence. <laughs> and thus, sh thus she cannot. You see, unlike you, my four-year-old daughter is going to have money. <laughs> She's going to have my money. And I'm going to have my dad's money. My four-year-old daughter will have her paintings in the Louvre. Ah, oh, and they will be grand. And we will all know her genius. Her finger painting will rival Michelangelo. Um, well, seeing as uh, she does not exist yet, uh, you are trying to make some ideal super daughter and you may as well uh, like give her a jet pack and some stuff and all kinds of superpowers which she could do something other than um, make art maybe my daughter does exist in here Within these loins lies an artist. <laughs> and in seven years, yeah, three years I'm going to have that daughter. And then in four years, she will be the greatest artist. I can feel it. Time. All right. Tyler, that, that is pretty funny, but I hated every second of it. I have to hand the win to Katie Baker.
All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Emily Mame Ford and Sean Duffy. Okay, uh, Emily, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. All right, Sean, you can pick anything except visual or museums. I'll do performance. Okay. Great. Your question is from Emma Schmidt. She asks, what's worse, a theater kid with no talent but a huge ego or a theater kid with lots of talent and a huge ego? I'm going to say I think theater is one of the few things you're always better off not having any talent for at all. Because if you don't have any talent, then maybe people feel bad for you. Nobody's going to like you if you have talent, if, you're, if you can act really well. I don't know why that's a unique skill to have. If you can be a different person really well, please be that different person all the time. <laughs> Just, this is what you have to do. You're really good at being someone who acts nothing like you. Be that person and never go back to the person you used to be. Because... You're a theater kid, you have a lot of talent, and I don't want to talk to you. That's, I don't know who would disagree. Maybe, like, if I was a theater kid with a lot of talent, my parents would have loved me more, you know. <laughs> That's a joke, they love me, and also I don't think that would make them love me anymore. <laughs> be real but I mean I would have a lot of talent that'd be great I could do cool things like I can't even take a walk without getting a concussion so like having talent in anything would really be a plus one for me yeah like I tried to do a skip it the other day it didn't go well I think like talent would be great Mer America's got it you know There is nothing wrong with having a child who is a theater kid. There is very much something wrong with having a child who is a theater kid and is very talented at it. There is nothing more to be ashamed of. They're probably good. I don't even know what you do. Like people, you know, who sing, they walk around singing. People who rap, they walk around rap. I don't know what people who act walk around doing exactly. Hopefully, they're just not themselves. I think that's the only thing I could possibly hope for. I don't even know. I, you wouldn't even know. Time. So I'm a software engineer in a field of all guys. Um, and they're really good at being actors and pretending that they're really good at what they do. And they actually, they actually get jobs where they get paid a lot. So like, if I learned how to do that. <laughs> be set. And my parents would love me, I guess. That was a thing I made up earlier. That was cool back then. Yeah, so I could get a job, maybe get paid more, I don't know. Yeah. America's got talent, and I now do too. All right, I got to hand the win here to Sean Duffy. Next up, everybody, please welcome Angela Sawyer and Bill McMorrow. 
Okay, Bill, do you want to go first or second? Hey, Sean. Hi. Good. What's up with the fucking band? I came in late. Did you talk about it? Why is it hanging like that? It's an artistic choice. Second, okay, Angela, uh, mixed media or literature? Mixed media, please. Okay. Your question is from Nick Martucci. He asks, Andy Warhol famously said that in the future, everyone will be world famous for 15 minutes. Has that proved to be a comforting truth or a terrifying truth? Okay, clearly uh, our current situation in the world is the most terrifying thing there is. I think we all understand that. Uh, and I can't imagine a world where more famous people would be a good idea. <laughs> I just can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, as for um, uh, 15 minutes, it seems... 15 minutes, we're comedians, 15 minutes is long. <laughs> it's so, so, so long. And it is so painful. <laughs> uh, so clearly, uh, having everybody have 15 minutes of fame, worst possible scenario. I can't imagine how the, uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, I disagree. And I'm going to tell you why. As, as comedians, listen, that's why Netflix is doing those 15-minute specials. We all deserve a chance, you know? Sometimes you can't come up with a half-hour material, right? Who's got 60 minutes to say about anything? I couldn't talk for 60 minutes about my entire fucking life. 15 minutes, though, I could probably do that. So what did you say? What do, do I, am I terrified? Am I terrified by getting a Netflix deal? Yeah, I'm a little scared of it. I'm a li I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm, but I'm confident by it, too. I'm confident because I know, hey, you know, we're going to make our nut this month. Honey, that's, that's money. I don't know if you know what money is, but when people say nut. I just watched... Uh, Time. Okay, so this episode is about art, which means none of us know what money is. We don't know. We do not know. Uh, I'm glad that you're uh, going to get a... F you deserve a Netflix special. It'd be hilarious. I, I mean it. You'd be great. You, could, you can have two hours. You'd be great. Uh, uh, but that doesn't mean that, um, like, I want more celebrities in the world. I can't keep track of the ones we have now. I have no... I hear constantly from open mic stages about people I have no idea who the fuck they are. Time. I'm I think we're all like one viral video away from healthcare. You know? <laughs> right? That's all you need. What do, what do I need to go and get an MRI? What do I need? Like two million hits? Three million hits? I don't know. But I'm hoping to get there someday because my fucking back is killing me. All right, I gotta hand the wind to Bill McMorrow. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, 
All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Laura Clark and Robbie Finan. Okay, uh, Laura, your question's going to be about literature either way, but uh, do you want to go first or second? Uh, second. Second, okay. Robbie, uh, your question is, um, Margaret Atwood and Jane Austen have each written books that have inspired TV shows or movies. So which is scarier, The Handmaid's Tale or Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? <laughs> All right, well, I never read Pride and Prejudice. I'm sorry. <laughs> AP English is for nerds. Um, AP Calc is where it's at. Um, and while we're at it, let's hear it for AP Physics. Woo! Um, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I hate to be selfish, but the only part of Handsmaid's Tale I've seen is the part where they like come into Fenway Park and they all almost get hung. But it's like it's a ruse. It's okay. Nobody dies. Um, so I, I, I'd, I'd hate to sound ignorant here because I haven't seen the rest of the show. But I, I, I would be very disappointed if Handsmaid's Tale came true and Fenway Park was just murdering grounds for anyone other than the New York Yankees. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> So I yeah yeah that one. Okay. Uh, well, it is a truth universally acknowledged that uh, <laughs> that zombies are scary as fuck. All right. The Handmaid's Tale, right, it's a cautionary tale about a world not so different from our own, not so far from our own, which means, hey, this is happening now. We have a chance to stand and fight. It's terrifying, but there's a spark of hope that keeps it moving. Zombies, like, they're dead. It's all the hope that those people had in their lives extinguished. All they want is to create more death. And then on top of that, she's gonna get her five marriageable daughters into these relationships? Like, how, like how much pressure are these Bennets under? Time. <laughs> All right, zombies haven't been an interesting plot device since like 2009. Who still watches Walking Dead? Anybody? All right, Garby. Uh, <laughs> there hasn't been a good zombie medium since Zombieland 2009. Jesse Eisenberg beating up, uh, or Mark Zuckerberg is what I meant to say because he played both roles. Uh, I ruined it. Oh, whatever. I don't like zombies, and AP English is still for nerds. Getting some of that take the autonomy from women of Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, and go Red Sox! Oh. <laughs> um, and also there was a movie, a zombie movie in like 2013 called Warm Bodies that's like a zombie rom-com and that's gross! Time. 
All right, I gotta hand the win here to Laura Clark. Okay. When Robbie, Robbie started talking about The Handsmaid's Tale and he kind of gave something away, like somebody sounded upset that they haven't seen it yet, and my advice would be uh, watch it while you still can. Um. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Meg Connolly and, oh wait, Nick's not here yet. Okay, Ken Green and Mike B. Giordano. Okay, Ken, do you want to go first or second? Okay. Um, Mike, you can pick uh, anything. Let's go with museum. Museum, okay. Your question is from Katie Baker. She asks, if this sculpture looks like a chair, shouldn't I be allowed to sit in it? I'm going to go with yes. Uh, I think it's a real uh, sick thing that museums do, uh, putting out not only sculptures that look like chairs, but actual chairs. If you've ever been to MoMA in New York, there's a whole section of furniture that you're not allowed to touch or sit on, and they put it at the top. So you've been walking around all fucking day <laughs> inside, breathing the same recycled stale air, and you finally get to a room full of chairs, and they're all behind ropes, and you cannot touch a single one. And you're not allowed to sit on the floor either, because apparently that's weird. Well, as a person who actually works at a museum, with a, with a ton of chairs, the Gardner Museum, I spend all day long batting old people away from chairs all fucking day long. No, you can't sit there. No, you can't sit there. No, you can't sit there. No, you can sit there. You can't sit there. All fucking day long. But these things are pieces of art. They're, they're pieces of art. They're works of art. And if you can't walk up to the top of the museum and have, oh, I have to rest now. I walked up three flights of stairs. Do a push-up once in a while. You know, get, get in shape. You know? My opponent here is uh, strictly self-interested, uh, looking to keep himself employed because if all these people had an ability to sit down on these chairs, he wouldn't have to be swatting them away all day. And, and we wouldn't have to have to deal with you abusing old people, just telling them to do a push-up because they're tired. I'm sorry. Not in my night 2019. First of all, abusing old people, don't kink shame me. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> Trust me. These are highly prized pieces of works of art. And just, just take your old bony butt and sit in there. We have little chairs in the city. Not you personally. Another, I'm an old person. Although, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, just, just we have other chairs. You don't have to sit on pieces of art to get to relax. All right. I hand the win here to Ken Green. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Joe Polana and Liz Esty.
Okay, uh, Joe, do you want to go first or second? Second. Okay, Liz, you can pick anything except for museums. Let's do literature. Okay. Mm, all right. So what's the uh, best line about death in a poem? Is it when Emily Dickinson says, uh, because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me? Or when Shakespeare uh, said through Mercutio, ask for me tomorrow and you will find me a grave man. All right, um, as someone who's been suicidal, Emily Dickinson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> she, her work always spoke to me on a deep level and we know why, it's chronic depression. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, her description of death is poetic and real. Um, Shakespeare just trying to, you know, make his way out of that slum in Stratford-upon-Avon. Uh, or was it really him? Um, sh yeah, let's get into the Shakespeare conspiracy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's just Emily Dickinson. It's simpler, you know? Shout out to the suicidal ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've also been suicidal, but I'm Irish. We don't talk about it. <laughs> you just you just sit in a car and stare at a point really far away. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think like. You know, we're getting, it's 2019. We're all about memes. We just need a pun. We just need a stupid, stupid pun about graves. So that's why uh, Shakespeare was ahead of his time. Emily Dickinson, it's still relevant. You got to be like next level. Like, oh, I thumb my nose at you because my thumbs are my hands now because I'm texting. It's 2019. <laughs> also, I don't no, my girlfriend used to work at the Emily Dickinson house. Time. <laughs> I love those historical houses. I grew up in Lexington. Um, yeah, that was for like two people. Um, look, death is the only person who's given me a second look, okay? Um, And that's why I gotta go with Emily Dickinson. Thank you. Second looks are overrated. Pick one point, stay on it. You don't look away from it. You don't look at anything else. You just keep doing this horrible thing we call life. Just keep doing it out of spite. And then occasionally you see a picture of a dog and you share it and make people happy. That's what we're all trying to do. Puns, not real talk about emotions. That's never helped anybody. Time. All right. Well, difficult choice here. But I got to hand the win to Liz Estee. 
was pick a side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Well, you heard the man. Please rate, review, and subscribe. But most importantly, subscribe so that you can get each of these as they come out. And you're going to want to do that because there's a part two coming to this episode very soon. You can check out this show live every Friday night at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy at 7 p.m. You can also find me hosting stand-up comedy at Maggie's Lounge Monday nights at 8 p.m. You can find me hosting stand-up comedy in the basement of the Poor House on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. And at Maggie's Lounge once again Friday nights, 7 p.m. Hosting this very debate show. I want to thank Chloe Cunha for being my guest this week and for drawing up the artwork. I want to give a big shout out to Liz Esty, who had a great night. And you will hear on part two as well. So in conclusion, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And make your way out to a live show sometime at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy any Friday night at 7 p.m.